Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, only after a month, I, I'm talking pretty horrific things. Like, I, over a whole career, I'm sure that it tends to have some sort of effect on the physician. Well, we're going to have a conversation at the yeah. end of your first year, and we're going to talk about that probably and ask you how that's working and what's it like to, to work at the largest receiving hospital in the in the country trauma center. You know, I mean, it's it's a busy place and it's a busy city. And Hello, everyone. It's uh, Todd Fredericks, DO, Associate Professor of Family Medicine at the Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine. And this is the continuation of my interview during COVID-19 with Nisarg Bakshi, OMS4. Uh, actually, just graduated uh, this week, as a matter of fact. So now he is officially Dr. Bakshi, and he will be heading to his uh, residency in uh, Chicago at Cook County. This is, uh, well, let's just finish the conversation with Nisarg. Rotations is all about allowing interesting people the opportunity to share their opinions and ideas. Some listeners may find the opinions and content expressed disturbing and or objectionable. So without getting into the street address, where'd you find where are you gonna, where are you gonna live? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, I need to figure that out. Um, the matches last week. Like short drive. Uh, and well, Depends on uh, if I'm going to have any sort of sponsor. Uh, <laughs> right now, it doesn't seem like I will. So probably not. Unless Pro- you want to sponsor. I don't. I don't have that kind of Go bank, ahead. dude. I live in Athens County. You know what it's like down here. <laughs> it's cheap. I mean, it's nice, but it's, it's you don't have to pay twelve thousand a month. No, you don't. No, you don't. Whenever the the executive director of the Association of Military Osteopathic Physicians and Surgeons lives just off of Lakeshore Drive, and I've had to pick her up at her apartment to take her to this conference we had for the AOA House of Delegates, and she lives in an apartment, but she's literally like two blocks away from the beach, and it's the nicest beach I think I've seen anywhere, ocean or otherwise, but she found this sweet deal where she just lives in this little apartment, but it's like in the middle of all this really awesome stuff. Like, you know, this, that's the part of Chicago that has the gated driveways underground, you know, and, and these really oh, yeah. nice homes. <laughs> and, and she's like, Oh yeah, it's great. I just get out, I walk out my front door and walk two blocks and I'm on the beach. I hang out in the summertime and I come back in. I mean, it's like, I've, I've seen it and it's, it's a pretty sweet deal if you can find a way to live there. You know, like you say, $12,000 a month or whatever it costs to live there. But, you know, your commute would be awful, too, yeah. to Cook County. You spend an hour on trains just getting down there, probably. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's part of the problem, too. Parking in Chicago is pretty expensive, so I don't know if I'm going to have a car. So I might end up living. So I'm actually, uh, you Chicago is more south side. Cook County is, like, southwest. So I'll be, like, further south than that, too. So yeah, I might end up living in Hyde Park. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't completely decided. Lakeshore Drive is awesome. It's such a nice place. Uh, you can like bike the whole drive down. You can like you can go on runs around there. You can rent out space at the beach. There's all these restaurants. Uh, it's yeah, it's pretty nice. It, it is really you might pretty. find me there in July or August, depending on what the situation's like. So so that leads me to this. So you you, you don't quite know where you're going to be, but you know you're going to start. You've signed a contract. I take it. Okay, so you, can, at, uh, so you can be you can be real about about Grandview. It sucks there, doesn't it? <laughs> I I think that so I had a great learning experience at Grandview, and so, I think that everybody there is an awesome teacher. Listen, uh, Grandview, I since I, I was a student, has had an excellent reputation. I'm joking about that. I, I I wouldn't expect you to say anything else because Grandview, I've never heard anything bad about Grandview. Going back thirty years, they've always said it's a great place to do your do your your clinicals. 
good staff. People are very focused on learning and trying to get students on their way and stuff. So I'm joking when I say that. Did you did you find that experience to be true since you signed a contract at Cook County? <laughs> no, I didn't sign a contract at Cook County uh, at U uh, of Chicago. But oh, University um, of Chicago. I think. Yeah, I, I think that the only. I mean, Granby is really cool. I just. I wish that they, well, first of all, the food is amazing. Um, that's one thing that I, I have to shout them out for. I, the amount of cookies that that doctor's lounge has been robbed of by me at like midnight. Fantastic cookies there. And like all, all the stuff is really nice. Uh, but the, I just feel like the building is very old. Uh, and I think that that tends to like, it almost gives people a bad impression um, mm-hmm. when they first come in. But uh, it just, it, it's just an older building. I think that, once if they you know ever update their facilities or uh, do any sort of refurbishing work that would that might help uh, kind of the image a little bit. But I, yeah, I mean I had a great experience there. I think that I mean if I were doing like an adult, if I was doing IM or ER or something uh, that Grandview had a residency, and I would definitely want to train it. I mean they they had residents and students doing so much, uh, and not that they were unsupervised. I mean obviously they're still there, but they just had us involved in every patient, every case. I mean mm-hmm. I got to that. Um, talking to different people, different students uh, that go to like more like university structured hospitals. I don't think that I got to do, or I don't think they get to do as much on surgery or, or in the ER as much as I got to do procedure wise. Um, just cause you're kind of competing with fellows and there's so many students at once that it's just not the same. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to miss Grandview. Well, <laughs> I would just put yeah, well, the cookies, the audience should know that Nasarg is a vegetarian. And so he has to have cookies to, to survive. And if he doesn't have cookies, then there's, you know, in the typical Midwestern diet, Nassarg would die. So you, you've got to have cookies or something to keep there's Nassarg. mac and cheese. Mac, that's right, mac yeah. and cheese too. So, but Nassarg, I got to remind you that hospitals aren't buildings. Hospitals are a collection of people. I've worked in hospitals that are in tents that have excellent Absolutely. care. And I've worked in hospitals that are in pole barns. And I've worked in hospitals that are very modest but have exceptional physicians. So I don't care about the building. And in fact, right now, one of the biggest concerns I have is that we're building these stupid, modern, smart buildings that you can't open the windows in. And we need to get rid of the viral load of COVID-19 and circulate air and get the evil humors out. And they've made these buildings so tight that you can't properly a stage in isolation wards and negative pressure rooms because the HVAC's all interrelated. It's, it's a problem. So when I look at an old hospital, I probably, I look and I think, yeah, I'll bet you can open the windows there. I'll bet you can ventilate that place if I have to. So I I don't care what the building looks like. I care about the people in it. And um, I've seen some pretty trash buildings that have excellent equipment and they put their money where it needs to be, not necessarily in the physical plant, but in the diagnostic equipment in the people in the ability to care for people. So I would I would just remind you of that. I want to keep your perspective. Pretty buildings don't make a hospital. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and, that, and that's why I wanted to emphasize too, is I, I, regardless of what, it, you know, when people drive up to it, it doesn't necessarily look like a, like a multi-million dollar facility, but yeah, it is, it is an excellent place. And I, I'll definitely miss my time there. It was, it was a great learning experience. Uh, yeah, it's great teachers. But you're not staying in Chicago. You're going to go up there for four years or five years or whatever it takes for the fellowship, and then your parents will suck you right back down into Cincinnati, and you're not leaving. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, I think that my parents actually have they talked about move coming up to Chicago, so then, I don't know, I might come back to Cincinnati. Who knows? <laughs> is that something with Indian families? Because, like, my best doctor at the VA is an Indian, and she, her daughter moved away, and then she left. Like, she was going to chase her daughter down. Like, I was like, you can't leave. You're, you're the best 
primary care doctor I've ever had. What, what are you leaving? Well, my daughter went, and so I have to go follow her. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You can stay here. She can come back to you. Is that how it works? I, Your I, parents I, just keep keep I following you? <laughs> There's a strong sense of family uh, in, in the Indian community. I can't speak for everybody, but uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that if my parents could choose that, I would definitely stay close or relatively close, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure that uh, my parents, they wouldn't appreciate the winter in Chicago. No. They can barely take it in Cincinnati. <laughs> no, it's, it's minus pretty... 30 or whatever it gets there. It might be a bit too much. I went up for a um, MBOME um, test question um, test question validation deal up in Chicago. The MBOME is up in Chicago, too. Actually, a lot of organizations are in Chicago. The AOA is in Chicago, right? There's a lot of things going on in Chicago. And the Sargate, they were great. The, the MBOME was awesome. They, 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 they flew you up there. They, they made you work like a dog for two and a half, three days doing all this test question validation. And um, then they put you up in a hotel. They gave us good dinners and fed us lunch. But I t- decided to fly in the Midway because I like Southwest. Tried to take the L to get there. And, and the MBOME is on like the northwest side. Well, Midway is on the southeast side. So... It was like, I forget, I think we did January, February, and I stood on that platform for a train transfer, and I about died. I was like, holy cow, it's cold here. Like, the wind was going through there like it was from the Arctic Circle with nothing in between. It must have been about minus 10 wind chill. And you realize Chicagoans figured that out, because I see these people look like they've just come out of, like, you know, Denali, Alaska, you know, and they're walking around with their babies and everything else. And everybody seems totally, totally cool with parkas on, and you can't even see their faces because they've got their, you know, fur muffs around them and stuff. They're, they're, they, they figure that out pretty quick. They know what it's like to live in that in that city. So you have to too. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm sure the first winter will be rough. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of banking on that, but hopefully, I'll figure out my own system. I just hear that. I just keep hearing that you have to layer up. You know, get as many, get like a bunch of scarves and. Uh, as many layers as you can fit on your body. <laughs> yeah, a lot of layers. Get through that. A lot of layers. You're, you're going to be giving us a report on layers. So here's a, here's the thing. So you're going to pack everything up. When do you pack up and move? What what does that look like for you? Oh, by the way, how did what was your interviews like? What, what were they were they hard? Did they beat you up? Were they or because they're pediatricians, right? I mean, how mean <laughs> can they be, right? I mean, so I mean, they're pediatricians. So <laughs> no, nobody was mean. Everybody's too nice. <laughs> Yeah, interviews are great. I think, and like I was alluding to before, I think interview season can be very exhausting um, only because you're traveling so much. And, and it can kind of, you know, when you're, not just when you're being asked questions in the interview process itself, but throughout interview day, you know, you don't want to, like you want to see, you, you want to appear interested. You should be interested, but sometimes when you're, you know, tired and you're not necessarily paying attention in the tour, but you, you still want to be engaged and try to ask questions and, um, you know, be friendly. And, and a lot of that can also be very draining. Mm. Um, well, actually in Chicago, I had three interviews there and that was, in, that was like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I just remember by the weekend I was just exhausted and, and it's not necessarily again from, and you know, you also have the pre-interview dinner the day before. So it, it's just, it, it's all of that interaction and, and having to kind of be on for such a long amount of time can also be exhausting. Uh, but and I, you know, I can only speak for pediatrics because that's the only uh, specialty I interviewed for. Uh, everybody's awesome, and, and the people are great. The interviews aren't stressful at all. Um, I was asked some like 
out of left field questions, but I think they were just trying to catch me off guard and, and see how I'd react. Uh, but nothing like challenging, uh, nothing like uh, aggressive or anything like that. It was very casual. I think that in Pete specifically, um, they're just trying to get to know who you are uh, and whether or not they want to work with you and whether or not uh, you're somebody that would be a good fit for that program. And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty laid back. A lot of it too was, you know, I would get in the room and they would say, what questions do you have for me? And then you kind of just end up chatting for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, however, however long that slot is. So uh, definitely good to have questions like lock and loaded. Uh, if you have the time, you know, looking at the uh, program website the day before, uh, sometimes I even just browsed over it for 20 minutes in the morning just to kind of refresh myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you can ask about specifics of that program. You know, if they have tracks or if they have specific, uh, like I'm interested in global health. So if you're interested in like a global health elective and they have that, you can ask about that. Um, so, you know, having those conversation topics is good too. But yeah, overall, very casual, um, very laid back. Pretty fun, honestly. You know, the worst a lot part. lot like going on, you know, I went on 14. Is that go ahead? No, I was going to say the worst part about interviews to me is I have to wear a suit and tie. I mean, you are, you're a UC t-shirt and shorts guy. I like wearing a t-shirt and shorts and no one ever complained. You know, I, I saved you guys life in Iraq wearing a pair of gym shorts and a Chico state t-shirt and some Tevas. No, he never complained. I'm like, you have to go to these interviews and you're like, you're going to suit, right? And you have to be all, all on your best behavior and you just can't be you, right? Because you're trying to make an impression. And I always feel it's like a lot better. Like if yeah. we could just get around that and say, look, dude, show up like you normally would. Well, if I really have my choice, I'd be like wearing cargo shorts and a t-shirt because I work really comfortably there. And if I have to go to clinic, I'll put scrubs on. But like, literally that's like my, that's what I wear. You know, that's who I am. So yeah, it's exhausting, isn't it? Did you have to stay in a hotel? What'd you do? How much did it cost uh, you? What's yeah. an, what do the interviews cost? I mean, get down to the bottom line. Let's, let's, let's make it easy for the students. What yeah. are you going to spend to do these interviews? So it really depends. Um, I will say that I applied pretty broadly. Um, I drove, you know, I applied to a couple of programs in Florida, so I flew out there. Uh, I drove to Chicago and back. I drove to Western Massachusetts and back. Um, drove to a couple of places in Kentucky, all across Ohio. Uh, and then I flew to one in Boston. So overall, the net cost to me was about $1,500. Uh, and I think I got away pretty good because a lot of the programs that I interviewed at actually provided hotels. That was awesome. Um, and the programs that didn't, you know, like for example, um, one of the programs in Cleveland, I can't remember which, uh, specifically, and I don't want to say the wrong thing, but you know, they didn't provide housing, but I have friends up there. So I was able to just crash on a couch, mm. uh, you know, and I'm gone the next day. Um, so, you know, it's good to save money that way, but yeah, I mean, some people end up spending way more than that, just depending on how many interviews you go on. Yeah. Um, you know, if you end up flying all the way out to the West Coast or something, that's going to be way more expensive. So um, I got off pretty easy. I mean, I mean, it's still a lot of money for someone that doesn't hasn't been making any, but uh, it, it can definitely be a lot worse. And you can find ways to save. By the um, way, driving, you're, you're going to start making money. Yeah, it's weird. I signed that contract and it wasn't, I didn't have to pay anything. I'm actually going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> what, nice what? What's a ballpark figure for a first year Peds resident? What are they making now? So, I think P. I mean, it's pretty similar across every specialty, as far as I know. Uh, typically, you can expect fifty to sixty, um, up to sixty five, as, as as far as I've seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. 
you know, too much outside of peds. It's just kind of what my friends and I talk about is generally within that range. That's not bad. I mean, you can, you can sort of live on that. I mean, you yeah, won't, you, can live on it. you won't be dumpster diving. You're going to have to live, you're going to have to live pretty lean, I guess. Right. Cause you're going to have to like, you don't want a car right up there. You don't really need one, I guess. You could, you could, you could probably get a flight down from Chicago to go see your folks if you have to. You could get, you, you, yeah, or like a mega bus or something. Or like a bus. Yeah, the mega bus that goes from Cincinnati to Chicago. There's a mega bus <laughs> like that goes from. Cin- Are you kidding? There's a mega bus that goes from Cincinnati to Chicago. I didn't know that. It's like the go bus. Oh yeah, I've taken that thing so many times. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, they claim they have Wi-Fi. They never do. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't really care if Megabus is a thing because it has been a horrible experience every time. Megabus but is so horrible. <laughs> it's 20 bucks round That's trip for each way. What is it? 20 bucks uh, each way? No, I want to say, I want to say it's, oh, I don't remember. I want to say it's 20. No, I want to say it's 25 round trip and like 15 each way. But you have to book pretty early. But that's nothing. Like if you know ahead of time, hey, I'm gonna have this weekend yeah. off or whatever, I'm going to see my mom and dad. That's that's that you can't do it in a car for that. Right. I, I remember I got to Chicago and then I Ubered to my cousin's place and the Uber was more expensive than the Megabus. We thought that was kind of funny. Well <laughs> and the just, Uber was like thirty minutes. And just think if you were driving you couldn't use your internet anyway because you're not supposed to be like on you know, your computer or anything while you're driving. So it's kind of the same thing. You could use your hotspot. That's true, yeah. You could use your cell phone as a hotspot and just like get your internet that way. Yeah, like LTE. That's what I ended up doing. Yeah. Sometimes the seats are very uncomfortable too. But you know, at the end of the day, it gets you from point A to point B. I can't complain too much. <laughs> it is a bus after all. It is a bus. <laughs> and it, 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 I mean, it's not like a, you know, a covered, you know, cargo truck where they just throw you in like 400 to the back of the truck and make you stand up the entire way. So you at least have a seat. Plus you're only at like five foot two, so you can like fit anywhere. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm a little, I'm taller than five foot two. Well, try being six foot two and weighing 250, man. Try shoving yourself. <laughs> Next time you get upset about your, your go, what is it? The go bus? It's not called the go bus. It's called the what? Uh, mega bus. The, next time you're on the mega bus, just think I could be Fredericks. I could be wedged in here like a, you know, like a sardine, man. But you, like, I, you, you'll think you got spacious digs at that point. <laughs> That's probably true. It's funny you mentioned the cargo truck uh, because when you know the mega bus station in Cincinnati is an abandoned parking lot that does not have any lights, and uh, nice. I, I think I went to like it's it's like getting kidnapped. Like go to this parking lot. There's no lights anywhere, and there's like two other guys over there. And I was in an Uber, and I was like, well, you know, let me pull up to them. And I asked them if they were waiting for the Megabus. They said yes. And so we were standing, and it was like 5.30 in the morning, completely dark. Um, three strangers standing there. No idea if it's the right spot. Nobody's taken this particular bus stop before. Freaky. Extremely shady. And then this bus, like, pulls up, like, a few spots away. Nobody really says anything. <laughs> kind of take your ticket. You got on the bus. Nobody asked questions. So, Very shady. so like if you'd ended up in Romania, it wouldn't have really surprised you. You're hoping for Cincinnati, but you, the way it was looking at <laughs> you could have just as easily been spirited off into slavery in Romania or something. Yeah. So that, that's, it was on the table. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was definitely. So basically this is the type of place where as you're pulling in, you're already calling your Uber ahead of time. So that, that five minute wait is really only 30 seconds after you get off the bus. 
<laughs> right. Or you, you know, do the first half of your journey walking or something. Exactly. <laughs> on the <laughs> oh my gosh. So what, see, listen, if you take the mega bus, you can't take much with you when you move in. How, your parents going to move you in? How's that going to work when you, you pack everything up from your, cause you have an apartment. You don't live with your folks right now, do you? So I'm at, well, I'm at my folks now. Um, the apartment that I, I stayed at in Dayton, I actually moved out of, um, because I was going on all these rotations, but I uh-huh. didn't want to pay rent for a mm-hmm. place I wasn't living at. So, um, yeah, I'm back to my folks now. And the initial plan was that uh, we would take a U-Haul and then drive up to Chicago and they would help me move in. But given the, the COVID situation, mm-hmm. uh, I don't necessarily know if that's the best idea. Uh, I have some cousins and friends up there that might be able to help me out. So I might just take a U-Haul, go up with my either a friend or my brother or uh, just someone, another helping hand, and then try to move in that way. What are you supposed to do? But, yeah, I mean, I don't. When, when do you actually move? When do you start? When do you start at U, U Chicago? So uh, my first day is June 15th of orientation. Okay. And you graduate in May 2nd, May 3rd? <laughs> I have no idea. The graduation's canceled for us, as you probably know. Not and really. I, I mean, that, you have a date, right? I mean, you're just not going to walk. Or, well, I guess you'll eventually walk if you want to come back to Athens. I don't know how they're going to do that. Maybe they've told you guys. They don't. They haven't told. They kind of. I don't know how they're going to do it. People are pretty upset about that. By the way, faculty is not happy about that because it's a big deal for us to watch students graduate. It is. Um, yeah, and it, and it was bad for us too. I mean, that's obviously a huge landmark, and both that and that day being canceled is, I think, disappointing for everybody. But. Have you heard anything about them asking you to come back if you want to go through a, 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 another ceremony or what? Because you're going to be fully involved in your residency. So how's that going to work? Yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard about a, a second ceremony. But they refunded our graduation oh. uh, fees and everything, so I thought. That was nice. Yeah, I got like 150 bucks back. So that was nice. But, uh, that's like a... Yeah, that's, our, it was initially scheduled. That's like 10 trips on the Megabus. <laughs> yeah, you just get on, they take you wherever they want. It's, it's, yeah. it's a well, what date are you done at Dayton then? What, what's the magic date that you, you suddenly know that the diploma's in the mail? So the our, our official end date is May eighth, but I think the like the last day of fourth year, like basically our last day of school is this Friday, whatever date that is, April third. Are you kidding me? Um, no, no, that's not true. Sorry, April seventeenth. That's our last day of fourth year. What? Um, and so then you, yeah, we have two weeks off, and then graduation. So I don't know how they're going to work it. Um, exactly in terms of when the diplomas will be in the mail or anything like that but uh but then you yeah, get like a we would be out of yeah so we'd be out of class at on the 17th and then graduating on the 8th i think so you've like basically got a like two months off before you start being a, a pediatrician in, in the process of becoming yeah we have we, i mean almost three months off because we have most of march off too so it's like Almost too long of a break. So, are you? Are you? What are you going to do? Uh, you know, so far, so this is my the second week of quarantine break. Um, been watching a lot of Netflix, doing some reading. Just, oh uh, I mean, nothing specific. <laughs> just kind of enjoying the staycation. So you're just you're uh, just on autopilot. That's with the family. Which, well, yeah. Speaking of yeah. which, by the way, I have a little sober question to ask. You know, I'm really concerned about India because no one's talking about India right now, or they're starting to. Do you, have you heard anything from your family, extended family in India, how they're doing? 
So I haven't, so I've, uh, yeah, we've been in touch. I haven't heard anything um, concerning at all. Uh, what I do here, and it's, I mean, it's, it's only kind of funny because we're over here, but the way that they're enforcing their quarantine is with uh, cops like asking people who are outside on the street or not asking, like commanding them to do like these sort of embarrassing punishments. So there's videos of uh, people who are like on the street who weren't supposed to be, they have to like grab their ears, like one hand, you know, your left hand grabbing your left ear, right hand grabbing your right ear and doing squats, which is like a punishment they do for like school children there oh. uh, in some places. So they're making like fully grown adults do that in like these big circles, like, you know, just so you know not to do it again. And uh, so that, that's the kind of stories I've been hearing or they'll like hit you with like a, not hit you in the sense to like cause damage, but just kind of like swat at you with like a, a tree branch or something to get you off the street. Um, and they're just trying to enforce like a full lockdown. And uh, it seems like that's planned for 21 days. I'm not sure the exact end date on that, but yeah, I haven't heard anything from the folks, thankfully. So no, no family members that you know of that have gotten seriously ill yet. Oh, that's probably reassuring. I'm glad to hear that. That's, I've been worried about the India, about India specifically, because obviously there's a lot of people there, and uh, it's a big country, and there's a lot of people in rural areas that probably don't have good access to critical care, and just wondering what what are they facing right now? Because it's a massive public health issue for them, of course, because of their their demographics and their geography and everything else. So, I'm glad to hear that, Nassard, because um, I know you have I know you have family and cousins that are very close that live there. So I'm hoping things work out for them. I got a lot of good friends who are Indians. Yeah, me too. I got a lot of good yeah. friends who are Indians. You make a trip out there. No, I'm not going. Uh, <laughs> we've, we, I'm afraid. <laughs> not now. I'm, not, now. <laughs> not now. Definitely not now. And I don't. I, I don't want to go to India because I'm. I, I just don't think I can deal with the food. We keep talking about that, but and I, I'm not a chicken. But I just know my own GI tract, and I like I'm very programmed to sort of an American diet, and I'm afraid I'll get over there and I'll get something and I won't get it right and it'll I'll be a mess. And so. Uh, but maybe one day. Well, you know what? You know what actually might uh, help make you feel more confident. There's actually American fast food there. Uh, there's like McDonald's, there's KFC, uh, there's Burger King. All these fast food restaurants are in India. Uh, but what's amazing is is their menu is completely different. It's all like Indian style fast food. So uh, it's really good. McDonald's, Indian McDonald's is fantastic. Uh, so you can get a McCurry. I think it might. What you can get McCurry. No, it's still like burgers and stuff, but it's like a, they just, how do I describe it? They use like, they, instead of using like a beef patty, they'll use like paneer or they'll use um, like a, just like a different type of protein, but it'll be like covered in like an Indian masala or like a much more like classically like spice flavor. It's hard to describe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one day I'll do it. Maybe one day I'll do it and I'll get to, I'll get the travel log from you and I'll say, Nisarg, seriously. I've never done anything to hurt you, so don't play any jokes on me. I legit make sure I don't end up in some place because you're going to have a laugh at my expense about where I'm eating there. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't do that to you. Don't worry. I know you would. I wouldn't. might give you a little bit of uh, extra spice just to make sure you get the true experience. Well, you, you did buy <laughs> me pastries, and those were pretty good. <laughs> I did, I'm, yeah. I'm still wondering how they made it all the way back from India. But I just I won't ask questions. I'm still alive. It's been a year and a half, two years since that happened. So that's worked out pretty good. 
Well, very slow acting. It's very slow. Great, I'm reassured now. So, so listen, man. Seriously, so this we've covered it. We, let's see, we've covered your last year of med school. We've covered the fact that you got this incredibly long vacation. We covered your rotations. We covered the fact that pediatricians aren't mean even in their interviews. Uh, we we covered that you're going to be above starvation wages. We covered that you're going to start and start working to be a pediatrician, and then eventually you're probably going to be a neonatologist or a pediatric intensivist, maybe a pediatric oncologist. You want to be an oncologist since you started medical school. Yeah, I, I think I, I just had more exposure to HEMOC, um, but I don't, I don't know if I want to specialize uh, specific, like that specifically. What I like about the IC is you can kind of get, feel almost like a jack-of-all-trades, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's almost like, too hard to tell at this point just because I haven't experienced everything, you know. Okay, so I think I think what's important because I, 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 so before we, we we close this up, I think what's important is that in about six months, well, actually, if they don't cancel Air Venture in Oshkosh, which happens the last week of July every year, and I go through Chicago to get to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, what I want to do. Is I well, you won't, you'll just barely be starting. You won't have time to do it then. We got to figure out a time when you found some really smart people up there to talk to. That I bring all this stuff up there, and we do like six six half hour six six hour and a half episodes. We can break up into eighteen segments with really smart people. So I don't know if that's six months from now, like a year from now, or wherever. So you got to be scouting a place that we, that's quiet. So we can set up, and then we can get, bring people in, and we'll have a normal type of rotations where you interview them, and we find out some really interesting things. Then we come back and edit it and get it posted. What do you think? I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. We can always uh, record it at my future apartment on Lakeshore Drive. Uh, yeah, if you find your sponsor, <laughs> you got to find. Don't you have some distant cousin that's a multimillionaire or something up there that can just kind of hook you up for a couple of years? Not that I know of, uh, but hopefully, you know, if I start. Asking around, maybe I'll find some multimillionaires in the family. Well, when does the wedding season start Seems again? Does it is it like July or August that the weddings start again, so you can start networking? Everything's canceled. Uh, yeah, but the, the, yeah, it was supposed to look, start soon. Look, 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 look. We're going to get back to some kind of normal when summer comes in, and this and 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 the temperatures are right, and the the humidity starts, and and all that stuff. We're going to get this thing suppressed a bit to where people can get out and be a little closer than they normally are used to. I, I do know that next year in October, November, I'm fully anticipating a rebound and we're going to have another big outbreak of COVID-19. Um, and we'll have to go through that again. But there's going to be a wedding season. It's coming up. And you know, well, I've never been to one. I want to come to one one day. But you know what Indians weddings are like. There's like 6,000 people there. They're all related and they all are doctors, engineers, lawyers, really smart people. I mean, right? You always tell me this. This is where you get half your guests from, is, is talking to your distant relatives and asking if they want to be interviewed. Isn't that true? <laughs> You're giving away the secrets. Yep, that's correct. I, I think it's the best thing in the world, man. I've, I've learned a ton of stuff just by the <laughs> fact that you go to these Indian weddings and, 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 and get to meet all these people. And I want to go to one because I've, I've, <laughs> I've heard they're a blast. They're, they're the best. They're so fun. Everyone's well, I, just there to eat. I, I know one Indian wedding I'm going to. What is it? Yours, dude. Whenever you figure this out, I'm going to come to your Indian wedding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to have some of that spicy food ready for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you will. No, but, but the, seriously, I get to. I know at least one Indian wedding I'm coming to. So that's good. What, what have we missed, Nassar, on the ketchup, the ketchup episode? COVID-6, the Nassar story. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, um, not enough. I think we covered everything. Yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, I will say quick shout out to Rotation in general, um, or, or you know, the podcast Rotation is every interviewer asked about you know this podcast project or uh, how I got involved and what exactly it, it was and you know what business a med student was doing with all the podcasting stuff and. Um, it was just really cool. It was a really cool thing to talk about. And, uh, I, I mean, I mostly have you to thank as well as everyone else that's worked on this. Um, so, uh, huge shout out to, uh, the whole primary care office and everyone that, uh, kind of helped this project get off the ground. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I mean, I hope that we can, we can do the, the marathon up series in Chicago here coming up. We will. Um, we'll find that. I don't we'll- know if I'm ready to start hosting again. Of course you are. You're going to write your scripts. You're going to get your questions. We're going to sit back and we're going to have a good time. Let's do it in Chicago. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you know how much I love Chicago. I mean, the fact that I'm even willing to come there should tell you how excited I am. Because, I mean, listen, it's Chicago, Nassarg. <laughs> I don't know why you dislike Chicago so much. I, hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, let's just say this. When I was a kid, I spent a fair amount of time in San Francisco. I was there at least two or three times a year with my folks. My mom and dad had their honeymoon in San Francisco. And as a West Coast kid, I got used to being San Francisco's a city. That's what the city was, was San Francisco. And aside from all the poop all over the streets, which I apparently is not so much now because they, they're all at home, um, that they're now seeing coyotes on the streets of Chicago and less poop, I guess. But the fact of the matter is, is that Chicago, or Chicago, San Francisco is a beautiful, beautiful city. And I love San Francisco. I love how it sits in the bay. I love the ocean there. I just love San Francisco. Um, and so to me, I judge every city by San Francisco. And, um, you know, Chicago is like, meh. <laughs> Plus they charge me. Shane and I went to see a movie at the downtown, what is it, the whatever the big movie chain is, it was upstairs like three floors and they put you in this lazy boy recliner and they charge you this ridiculous amount of money for food that's meh. And I was like 70 bucks to go see Ant-Man with my son by the time we ate and got tickets and everything else. It's just really expensive to live there. And I'm so used to living yeah. in you know place I can go see a movie for five bucks. You know, so it's I just different. I definitely miss those prices. Well, but yeah, the, it's definitely different. The other thing, though, is as a student, it's a it's a good time, right? Because this is your one time in your life where you need to be in a place that you really get hammered. You see everything, and it's really off the charts, and you just have to really think. Because you could end up parking yourself in a smaller community. You might end up being at Cleveland at Rainbow Babies and Children's, or you know, so I'm going to say all Ohio cities, or at Nationwide at, in Columbus, or at UC, all Ohio, of course. And you know, you need to have had that experience of being in a place that's a large trauma receiving center so that nothing freaks you out anymore. I mean, you come back to a, a medium-sized city in the Midwest like Columbus with a million people or so, and you're like, yeah, I've seen this before. <laughs> I can handle this. This, this, is like, this is like Friday afternoon, you know, at, at my residency. You know, I mean, we're all getting ready to go home, but, you know, let's do a couple of gunshot wounds and some multiple stabbings and, you know. Yeah, you, you you need you need that experience, right? I mean, and so I'm glad you're getting it. I think you made a great choice, and I think you'll be I think you'll be very happy, and and you're going to have a great education. What else we got? What else we got to close Thank us you. out with? Um, I don't know. I don't I feel like my life hasn't been very interesting in the last couple of weeks. I've kind of just been sitting around at home. Um, hmm. I don't know. 
Oh, that's a good place to end. Do you have any good, uh, anything interesting happening at OU? I haven't been back on Athens campus now in two years. So yeah, all the offices are sealed. All the offices are sealed. So you walk in and there's tape on your doors where there's dates that they sanitize the room. It's dead quiet. Tomorrow I'm actually going to do a short video and post it to Facebook of the cherry blossoms because they're absolutely stunning. They're just beautiful right now. All the cherry cherry blossoms are out. And so on my way to work, I'm going to stop and just put it on Facebook so people who are from who have gone to OU or who are from Athens can see the cherry blossoms because it's just unbelievable. There's nobody. There's just like nobody in town. You'll see some people on the bike path. Some folks going here and there, but I mean, people are really being good about self-isolating, which is what they should do, but it, it's, it's, it's kind of eerie. It's not even summer in Athens. You know, we all live for when the students leave because all the academics are like, great, they're gone. Uh, we can start actually reading <laughs> and writing our papers again and, and thinking about big projects and stuff. And then we, you know, it's like anything else. It's a summer vacation. You had too much of it. Where are the students? Why aren't they back here yet? We, we got we to gotta be teachers again. It's creepy because it's not even summer in Athens. It's it's summer on steroids. Like there's nobody there. You know, you start you start wow. hearing the theme from The Walking Dead when you walk through the town. You're like, where's the herd of zombies? You know what I mean? So it's just a, it's it's weird. It's surreal, and um, it'll be better. It's going to get better. But I'm going to do a Facebook thing with with uh, cherry blossoms tomorrow on my way to work. That's awesome. The cherry blossoms in Athens are beautiful, especially along the bike path. Like uh, if you were to go all the way down yeah. on the river, it was so nice. I, yeah. When I that's, show that's you, awesome. when I'm I post it, that. you're going to be like, what the heck? It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> By the way, our pediatricians are like, uh, you know, they're not getting any younger. So when you get your fill of all this high level pediatrics, maybe you'll come back down and be an academic at Athens. Because we need more pediatricians. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Get a, get a partner who's going to do, do like this, a, uh, get an intensivist partner so you can open it? up a, a pediatric intensive care unit at Oblenus and then you can then the two of you can trade call and you won't be burned out and you'll be able to have you'll be able to have all the best of all the worlds. Oh, that, that's a pretty good idea. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Okay, dude. Listen, it's good talking with you. Um, I don't know if I'll split this up artificially. And just put it put it in because it's like an hour nine minutes now. But um, but either way, next target. It's good catching up with you. And then uh, let's just let's see where it goes. And now we'll we'll touch base in four or five months after you started. And maybe you can give us the, the hoedown on what it's like to go in and and start dealing with serious stuff. Okay. Yeah. Sounds so, good. Sound good. Well, yeah. It was good to catch up. I hope uh, hope you're doing well. Otherwise. I'm just busy. I'm working 16 hour days. Like, like literally at what's well, eight fifty in the evening now. And I wanted to make sure we got this done so I can edit it and get it put out. Um, cause I've been talking about all the horrible stuff, by the way, anybody wants to follow Nasarg, it's at Nasarg Bakshi, um, N I S A R G B A K S H I on Twitter. Do you have a, do you have a Facebook page you tell people about? No, no, I don't have Facebook. You don't have Facebook. You probably have, you're a TikTok and Instagram. Whatever those are. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I actually do have a TikTok, but that's not something people need to know about. <laughs> but but Nassarg will, will, will respond to you if you, you, you hit him up on, on Nassarg Bakshi at, uh, on Twitter. Um, yeah. Okay, Nassarg, I'm going to leave you, let you go. Okay. And I got to talk to this guy about, okay. uh, I got to talk to basically the chief military officer working with the, the uh, public health and uh, major institutions in West Virginia here in a few minutes. And he's been trying to get a hold of me since we've been talking. I said, look, I'm on a really important phone call, which I am. Um, and so we're going to start talking, you know, we're trying very desperately to mitigate West Virginia has a lot of elderly people in it. And so we're really, 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 really concerned about, 
um, spread of COVID-19, as anybody would be anywhere, but certainly in, a, in an aged comorbid population, it's a big, big concern of ours. And so we're spending day and night working on logistics to try to get prepared for major surges so we can be pretty agile in responding to a very rural, geographically isolated state. I mean, if you think about it, I can be anywhere in Ohio in about four hours. If I start in Gallipolis and I'm driving to Toledo in four and a half hours, I can be in Toledo. Okay. To drive from the eastern panhandle to the to the most southern part, so Bluefield, is going to take me probably every bit of five hours in a state that's half the size of Ohio. Oh. So the geography is really, really rugged in West Virginia. And that's good. It's good. People don't move a lot, but we still have these epicenters where a lot of people are. And so we're just, we're just working day and night trying to... Really smart people. I'm not including myself, but really smart people are working these problems, trying to keep the mountain state... Um, healthy. And I know they certainly are in Ohio. I think Governor DeWine and his folks have done a really great job so far. But anyway, enough of that. This is supposed to be a happy episode. We're not talking about COVID. We'll talk about COVID when you're up right. in Hook County. Well, good luck with with that. It. Yeah, of course. Okay, Nassar, good talking with you. All right, man. I'll see you later. Bye. Uh, so Nasarg, we got Nasarg on the phone. That was great, right? Um, for those of you who are listening, Nasarg, of course, the fourth year medical student matched at University of Chicago will be doing his uh, residency at Cook County where he'll be seeing all sorts of critically ill and hopefully not so ill pediatric patients. He's always wanted to be a pediatrician, just didn't know what he wanted to subspecialize in. So really excited for him. Uh, for those of you who are interested in uh, communicating with us, follow the show notes. We'll give you references. And uh, like I say, if you think it's a little kludgy, it's probably because I split this thing up into two episodes just to make it a little bit easier to listen to. Um, and with that, I'll bid you a good evening. It's 8.53 on the April Fool's Day. And there's nothing foolish about this. Everything's legit. No April Fools. We got we got enough problems to deal with. We'll we'll do April Fools on double to, on overtime next year. So with that, good night. Take care. Rotations is the weekly podcast of all things medicine and science as part of the media and medicine family of medical storytelling. The opinions and comments expressed on Rotations do not reflect the official or unofficial positions of the Ohio University, the Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine, or the Scripps College of Communications. Guests on Rotations are interviewed in an unopposed fashion so their ideas and opinions can be freely expressed. This episode of Rotations was produced by Todd Fredericks, hosted by Todd Fredericks, and co-hosted by Nassar Bakshi, who was also the guest, and edited by Todd Fredericks. Rotations is co-hosted by a league of champions of all things medical and a few people we sometimes pull off the street. Rotations is copyrighted, and while we welcome citations, tweets, Facebook likes, and other endorsements via word of mouth and social media, we reserve the right to all content. You may use Rotations content under the provisions of Creative Commons, but you cannot alter or edit the content in any manner without express permission of the content creators. You must cite Rotations as the source of any content derived from the podcast. We welcome any comments, and you can contact us by tweeting us at Medical Cinema for Todd, at Prof Plow for Brian, Nisarg Bakshi for Nisarg Bakshi, and at Rotations PCAST, or by visiting mediaandmedicine.com slash rotations. Check us out on Facebook at Media and Medicine. And finally, from me, Todd Fredericks, you can also send me a message through my Facebook page at TR Fredericks. But please, I have a sensitive feelings, so embrace your inner non-hater.